Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Sunday, October 31st. Happy Halloween. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Anything Goes Podcast coming to you live. Well, not really live because I'm recording it, but I'm recording it live from the Venetian Hotel Resort Las Vegas. Happy Halloween. And I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever been in a place for, we've been here for two days now. And I swear to God, I've gotten more contact highs just walking up and down the street than ever in the history of marijuana ever. I mean, it is absolutely insane. I, I'm assuming, and I, I haven't checked this, but I'm assuming that Vegas has legalized marijuana because... You cannot walk three feet without basically just getting blasted right in the face of it. My wife made a comment to me this morning. She went to a uh, Lady Gaga concert last night. And she swears to God that her mask permanently smells like weed. I mean, to eat Jesus' own butt. It is an, it is absolutely ungodly the amount of pot that's just getting like nonstop. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. You cannot go at like restaurants, our hotel. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're in a beautiful hotel. Uh, you know, we're like I said, we're in the Venetian. You know, we have a, a beautiful room with a with a beautiful view. But even when I open up the door to go into the hall to get to the to the elevators, it's nothing but the smell of pot. So, hey, any of you, any of you folks out there who uh, like to partake in the smoking of the green ganja, I highly recommend uh, Las Vegas on ha- Halloween weekend. And I'm not, I'm sure it's not just Halloween weekend. I mean, there's like some. There's a couple of massive stores here right on the strip. Uh, and on, you know, on, we went to downtown Vegas too. Or, yeah. Uh, I can, I never forget, remember the name of that damn road. Fenmore? Fremont. Thank you. From the bathroom. That's the wife. Fremont Avenue, I think it is, or Fremont Street, one of the two. The old downtown Vegas. There's this massive weed stores. It's freaking crazy to me. Now, don't get me wrong. You're going to pay. You're probably going to pay Vegas prices for it. Um, But apparently people don't have an issue with that either. Because like I said, it's all over the place. Anyway, so last night I uh, went to the MGM Grand and played in a poker tournament. Um, And I I just wanted to tell you a little bit about you know, playing in kind of a quasi-professional poker tournament. Uh, you know, I, I've played in a few poker tournaments before, and I've won a couple, um, but I don't think any of them to this caliber. 
I mean, obviously you're on the Vegas strip, you're in these, um, you know, you're, you're kind of in the wheelhouse of a lot of professional poker players, uh, you know, game they, they live here, they game here, you know, probably daily. Um, and, and so it's just a different level of play. Um, and it is interesting. It's interesting to, uh, to see that dynamic, um, even not even just at your table. Like it's funny how you can, you can hear and see a lot of what's going on at a lot of the other tables during these tournaments. And, and it's, it's interesting. You, you can tell 100% who plays poker, um, I want to say quasi-professional. Obviously, we didn't have any Daniel Negranos. Um, you know, it, it was a small, it was a small WSOP event. Um, there was only 338 people in it, somewhere around there. I think it was 338. Um, and so, but you you certainly could tell the difference between, you know, people who kind of casually play, i.e., me, and people who play this kind of for a living um just their level of aggression or their level of non-aggression uh at the table you know with mediocre hands and and you know willingness to willingness to call i'm gonna give you an example uh i had trip aces off the flop okay I pushed all in. It was 170, right around $173,000 bet. The guy calls me. And then we go to, we, we check, I basically, we check down to the, to the river at that point, but he called $173,000 bet with a Jack seven offsuit. And he he drew he drew me to a flush, so I had trip aces off the flop, and he didn't catch the flush until the river, but he called one hundred and seventy three thousand dollars. I mean that's insane to me. Like I I don't with a jack seven I just don't off suit too. It wasn't like he had you know it would have been one thing if he had you know if they were suited or something like that, but it wasn't. He just drew down the his willingness to draw down. And I mean it paid off for him. He won the hand. And it, it pretty much that pretty much crippled me as far as the tournament went. But I just I was just like, why? And he, you know, it's not like he was in position. He was completely out of position when he called that. But I mean, whatever, it worked for him. And, you know, obviously, but it's just that that mentality where. And he ended up doing okay for a couple more hands and that didn't it didn't take me that didn't take me all the way out of the tournament it pretty much it pretty much made me the low stack or the small stack and i was pretty much the small stack the rest of the way uh until i ended up going out i ended up going out in 35th place out of 338 so for my first quasi professional poker tournament i feel like i did all right i was happy with my play and i don't think i would have changed anything and how I played those hands, but I, I'll tell you the the nerves and the stress level um, is a whole nother level. It's a whole nother, 
mentality of playing poker. So I, I, I recommend it. And I think, I think it's one of those things where if you do it more consistently, like if you have the opportunity to like go to a casino and sit down and actually play in these tournaments, that you're going to get that level of comfort. I don't think you'll, well, I don't know. Maybe you will. Cause these, some of these guys, um, certainly had 100% levels of comfort with calling massive bets with mediocre hands. <clears throat> and sadly, we had one guy at the table. I swear to God, he hit at least four, probably five or six flushes on the river. He hit a full house to beat another full house on the river. Um, he just, every single time he played a big hand, he won. And and these weren't, you know, these weren't necessarily favorable odds hands for him. He was just, the cards were just in his favor last night. And he hit every single time. And, you know, after like the third one, he was just like, screw it. I'm just going to call every single one because he was, you know, each, each one of these hands that he's winning is a minimum, you know, 50 to $70,000 winning hand. So, you know, after four or five hands of, of, you know, and he played almost every hand, it was kind of crazy the way he just like, you know, he would bet every hand, not necessarily bet, but he would at least call every single hand, no matter what position he was in. So it was really bizarre to me, his play, but it worked out because he hit everything. And I guess there's some nights, you know, where that just happens, where you just hit every, excuse me, everything you play. <laughs> you just hit. That was not my experience last night. I didn't hit shit. Um, I won. I won some hands. Um, uh, pretty much. Pretty much. I won. Um, almost what I would consider like no-brainer hands. You know, like you know, I have King Jack, and the flop comes. You know, King Jack six, and of course I'm betting. Uh, on the turn and you not, and you do, you know, the difference between playing this and playing like an online poker thing, that's not for money, you know, where bozos are just calling, you know, pushing all in with nothing because they can just push all in because it costs them nothing. Um, you know, people are going to fold. Um, and you, you got a lot of heads up play. Um, there were a few hands that were like three and four handed, uh, that were kind of interesting. Why we had one dude who sat down at the table um, and he came in, I think they moved him from another table. Um, and he, he sat down, he had, I think he had about 125,000 in chips. Um, didn't play the first hand, didn't play the second hand on the third hand. Uh, he was the button. He pushed all in. Of course, he, you know, we had one dude that we had two dudes at our table that were over a million in chips at the time. Um, and both of them called him, uh, and why wouldn't they, I guess, if they have any kind of decent hand, the odds are certainly in their favor, or, or it's certainly not going to be a damaging blow to them to, to call and lose. And, uh, you know, they wiped him out. Um, and they checked, they checked down to each other the rest of the way. They didn't, you know, push each other. They were, they were fully intent on busting him out. One of them anyway. Um, 
and they did and he was gone he so he was at the table for three whole hands and and he was gone but it's really fun it's really interesting it's nerve-wracking um i made it to round 13 or 14 i can't remember because it was late by the time i was done and i kind of looked up at the board i know the blinds were at uh 8,000, 10,000 when I, when I went out, um, cause I, I dropped a, I was the uh, big blind. Uh, I was down to about 85,000 in chips. So I had my 10,000 out there, of course. Um, and then I got Jack 10 suited. Um, and pretty much everybody in front of me had folded. Um, well, there was two people in the hand besides me. Um, and then, so I just pushed all in one of the, one of the people that was in, that was, uh, in the hand, he had a, he had a pretty sizable, he probably had like 800 or 900,000 in chips. So of course, 85,000, he's going to call that with any kind of mediocre hand. <clears throat> we ended up going heads up. I had, like I said, Jack 10 of, of spades. He had a pocket fives. And I hit nothing, uh, nothing on the board. So, yeah, I busted out with that, but I would have done it again. I don't think that I, I don't think I would change the way I played any of those hands. Um, but it was the experience, and it was the you know you, I gained a lot of knowledge. So anybody who anybody who's uh, a poker player or you know likes to play. Uh, I, I recommend certainly uh, finding a place where you can you can kind of get some of that experience uh, because it's it's well worth it. Anyway, folks, we'll be right back right after this message. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. Hey, so I wanted to give you guys some tips if you're if you've never visited Vegas before, um, but you plan on it at some point. I want to give you some tips that that might be able to help you out and kind of ease the pain, ease the pain of the Vegas Strip, because it's going to cost you some money to freaking be here. I'm I'm just letting you know that right up front. But there's some things you can do to kind of mitigate uh, some of that cost. So number one, transportation from the airport. Do not take a taxi. Uber it. There's tons of Ubers there. We call or we we did the Uber app um, as soon as we got to the airport, and they were there within ten minutes. Um, it's not a very long. I think it's like a 15, 20 minute drive from the airport to the strip. If you're staying on the strip. Um, and, but it was, it was like 15, 16 bucks. Um, and it was, you know, they were right there. Like I said, no issues whatsoever. And they brought us right to the, right to the Venetian and dropped us off. So don't take a taxi, Uber it or Lyft. Uber and Lyft are the big two here. Um, so do one of those well worth it. It's going to save you some money, uh, on transportation. Also with transportation, they have a bus here called the deuce. So what you're going to want to do is you instead of like Ubering or taxiing all over the place, especially if you're staying just kind of mostly on the strip or you're going down to 
Fremont Street. Um, get a deuce ticket. So we got a three day. That's the name of the bus, by the way, the deuce. It's not, I'm not taking a deuce. It's the deuce. Um, get a three day deuce pass. It's 20 bucks, but you can ride it unlimitedly for that entire three day period. It, uh, it takes you all the way up and down the strip. Uh, there's stops all over the place on both sides of the strip, heading north, heading south. It also takes you all the way down to Fremont Street, um, which that's where there's a lot of, of other things. So very, very worth it. Spend that $20, $40 if there's two of you. Um, it's well worth it, and you'll save tons of money just on transportation costs by doing that. Granted, it does make frequent stops up and down the strip. It stops in front of just about every major hotel, but the stops are short, um, and you get you get to where you're going uh, relatively quickly. Now, it's also not a bad thing if you just want to jump on the deuce and take it take the take it the whole route because it takes you past everything that you you know everything that you can possibly do on the strip. This thing goes past. So if you want to just see all the buildings, all the hotels, um, you know, the Eiffel Tower, um, you know, whatever, jump on it. It's great. Highly recommend doing that. And that's going to save you probably over the course of four or five days. If you're just Ubering, it's probably going to save you 100 to 200 bucks uh, in just Uber costs. Now, Fremont Street. Benefits of that. Uh, and not not on the strip. Um, so if you're a, a gambler, um, they have cheaper tables at their casinos. Um, the frequency and stiffness of their drinks are uh, much better. Um, you know, here at the Venetian, the lowest, the smallest table you can play at if you're not in a tournament or a cash game is fifteen dollars a hand which really is not $15 a hand. It's really like 30 because if you play the $15 hand, you have to equal, uh, you have to play an equal amount on the equal slot. So you're really playing $30 a hand minimum at the Venetian. Now there were at the MGM, there were some tables that were $10 tables, which are probably actually $20 tables. So, yeah, if you're playing on the strip, you're you're gonna be playing, you know, anywhere between twenty and fifty dollars a hand uh, at their tables. Uh, whereas on Fremont Street, the the older casinos that they have down there um, are much cheaper. They have five dollar, they have five dollar tables uh, and all that. And like I said, the frequency in which the waitresses are coming around and the stiffness of the drinks. Uh, are much better at uh, the Fremont Street casinos. Plus, there's some really nice uh, little eateries down there. I don't really want to call them restaurants because that's not really what any of them are. Um, but there's a lot of places where you can stop and get something to eat uh, kind of on your way. Uh, they also have one of the uh, zip lines uh, that goes the length of Fremont Street, which is pretty cool. Another thing I'll tell you about is Fat Tuesdays. So Fat Tuesdays is basically a frozen 
kind of margarita type place. There's about 10 of them throughout the strip and Fremont Street. What you do is, uh, and this will save you money as well, is you buy one of their cups. You can get it in, I don't know, five or six different sizes. You pay X amount for the initial one, but then your refills, unlimited refills um, for about half the price of what you were paying, what you paid for the initial one, somewhere around there, somewhere. It depends on the size, but there, there's certainly a reduction in the amount of money you pay for your refills. And I'll just give you an example. So we paid, I think, 15 or $20 for our initial one, and then we're paying $11 for a refill. Now, mark that off with the pool or, or, or you know, um, bounce that off what you're going to pay for a drink at the pool at the Venetian. Each drink is $27. And these are these are significantly bigger drinks that I'm talking about from Fat Tuesdays. These are like I think you can get like 20 ounce, 25 ounce, 44 ounce. And, you know, your drinks at the pool are standard, you know, 12 ounce drinks and you're paying 27 bucks a pop. Whereas this there's a Fat Tuesday in our hotel. There's a Fat Tuesday just down the road from our hotel. There's a Fat Tuesday on Fremont Street. There's a Fat Tuesday in front of like just about every major hotel all the way up and down the strip. So you can fill this thing up for, you know, half over half the price less than you would pay for just a standard 12 ounce drink at the hotels. So well worth it. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Tomorrow, I'm going to... Go drive really fast cars. Um, I can't remember the name of the place. Speed Vegas is the one I'm going to. There are a couple different ones. There's a NASCAR one. Um, but you have your choice at Speed Vegas to drive a Ferrari. They have about four or five different Ferraris. A couple of Lamborghinis, a McLaren, some Porsches. Um, I think they got a Mustang Shelby. Um, there's a Nissan. There's a couple of Audis. I think they have an A8 that you can drive. Um, so I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm doing 10 laps. It's about 20 minutes worth of driving. Um, I think I think the fastest. It's a 1.2 mile track, but it's got a it's got a quarter mile straightaway where you know they say. I think they said the fastest anyone's ever gotten one in that in that distance of a straightaway was up to 145 miles an hour. So I'm sure I'm not going to break that. Uh, I'm leaning towards uh, driving the Porsche, one of the Porsches that I like. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's an experience, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a pretty cool thing, um, you know, even just to go and, and see. And if, uh, if it gets videotaped, then I'll just post the video to Facebook, to our Facebook group so everybody can see. And hopefully I don't wreck. And, <laughs> and make my wife pull her hair out because I think she's going with me now and it drives her crazy. She says I drive like a fucking maniac on the road anyway. So putting me on a track in a in a go fast car is probably not her favorite thing in the whole world, but she's going to do it. I asked her if she wanted to sit in the passenger seat, but that's probably not going to happen either. <laughs> so 
Um, I'm trying to think what else, what else in Vegas can I, so they have an 855 foot, it's called the Stratus. You go up in the tower, basically they hook you in and you jump off the side of the building. Now I watched that, uh, when we were, we were on the bus headed down to Fremont street yesterday and I watched that, uh, people do it and it looks fun as hell. Um, it was pretty cool to see. And it, it is a pretty, it's 855 feet. You're basically, basically you, they hook you in and you are standing on a platform at the top of this building and it's not a bungee jump. I mean, you just jump and then the thing catches you <coughs> at some point on your way down. <laughs> so you're basically free falling 855 feet and then it, it kind of catches you and then lowers you you know, the last 10 or 15 feet. So yeah, if that's something that you want to do, I, I highly recommend it. And that's down towards Fremont street. It's not quite there. It's off. It, I think it's like the very beginning of the strip on the North end. Um, so that's pretty cool. Obviously there's a shitload of golf courses here. Um, a lot of places to eat. I mean, there are tons of restaurants here. We're doing the, uh, you know, the big thing in Vegas used to be the buffets, there used to be buffets all over the place. It doesn't seem like there's quite as many anymore, um, but we are going to one tomorrow at the Wynn. Um, and it's pretty, it was pretty inexpensive for what it is. I mean, it's a, it's basically a prime rib dinner menu buffet. Um, and I think it was like 50 bucks a person. Um, but, you know, it's a buffet. It's all you can eat. Um, you can also tack on for like 25 bucks, the endless drink package with that, where you can sit there and just kind of, you know, eat and get tanked at the same time, if that's what you want to do. And for 25 bucks, I can tell you, I mean, if you drink two drinks, you've pretty much satisfied your $25 or you've justified your $25, uh, add on for that. So, uh, another good thing to look for there. Are, like I said, there are a couple other places that do them. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with the menus on a couple of them, but the wind seems to be the, the favorite one here. Um, and, and one of the bigger ones. So, um, look into that also the hotels. So let me tell you about this. So at least here at the Venetian, I'm not sure how the MGM or any of the other ones do it, but your refrigerators and your, snack uh and water and all that thing in your rooms so they have sensors okay so it, you don't have to even like actually eat or drink something out of that tray or out of that refrigerator if you pick it up and it sets that sensor off your room is going to get charged so just be just be mindful that if you if you you know especially on those nights when you come home and you're shit hammered because you know that's what a lot of people do here in vegas um just remember that if you touch if you move one of those packages or one of those bottles or one of those anything out of your refrigerator or the desktop trays your room's going to get charged for that item. 
Now there are there is a sign that they sit right in front of the tray in your room. Now we have a king suite. Um so our tray is down in the lower level and kind of the the sitting area. Um but just be mindful of that because if you bump it and that thing moves and set off to the center, you're going to get charged for it. Now I don't know if you know there's reconciliation for that if you go down and say hey if they charge you and you say hey go up and look at my room i didn't eat it or i didn't drink it or i didn't actually i must have bumped the table or something i don't know if there's some sort of reconciliation for that um but we just kind of steered clear of it i will tell you that there's absolutely no reason to drink the liquor from the refrigerator in your room because on the strip itself there's probably like 15 or 20 fucking liquor stores. Plus there's 24 hour Walgreens, 24 hour CVSs, and they all sell liquor. Plus the, the actual liquor stores themselves, plus all the weeds, all the weed shops. So if your intention is to get drunk and high while you're here in Vegas, then go buy it there. You're still going to pay, but you're not going to pay what you would pay by by tapping into what's in your what's in your hotel refrigerator or hotel um, tray your your snack tray slash water tray that's on top of uh, your dresser. Anyway, folks, I hope that if any of you are taking any trips or planning a trip to Vegas, I, I mean, I think it's well worth it if you've never been here. Obviously, if you're a poker player. I mean, it's the Mecca, right? It's the it's the place where everybody, every poker player wants to go and play. Um, you can do anything, you know, there's no amount of money that you can't play with here. There, there, was, cash, there was a cash game going on at the MGM last night when I was in the other tournament. There was a cash game that was $100,000 minimum buy-in. So, and there was probably 150 people in there playing. So... I mean, this is the place if you if you're uh, if you're a big dog and, you, you know, you got that kind of cash that they're around uh, on a, uh, a weekend because you were bored, you know, come, I, I highly recommend it. I recommend it to anybody. And Halloween weekend seems to be a pretty good time to come because I think on a normal weekend or even maybe even weekday, I don't know, maybe during the summer or whatever, there's a lot of interesting people out on the streets. Anyway, uh, but Halloween last night was not Halloween, um, and it was super interesting last night just walking by. I don't know if anybody is hockey fans, but I took a picture of a family that were dressed up like the Hansons. I don't know if you all know who those are from the movie Slapshot, the Hanson brothers. There was a son, his mom, and their dad. They were all wearing Hanson jerseys. They all had the big black glasses on with tape around them, uh, and it was pretty funny. Um, and I stopped him and asked him if I could take a picture because my wife is a big hockey fan. And um, our son, Gabe, is a huge hockey fan. And that movie, Slapshot, is one of their favorites. Cla cult classic, obviously. Um, so that was funny. Um, but yeah, just a, a crazy amount of ridiculously insane people walking around with nothing on. Uh, I I have to throw this out there just because it was probably one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. There was like this lady, she was probably in her sixties 
She was in a wheelchair, uh, sitting right there in the middle of the road on her wheelchair with her boobs completely exposed, just sitting there with a cup asking for money. And she had, of course, she had pasties on her nipples because I, I think that complete exposure is illegal, but might as well have been. But I was just like, holy shit. Now, I say that like I'm feeling sorry for her because she was in that position, but she probably makes like $200,000 a year in tips just for sitting there with her tits hanging out in the middle of the street every day. So I'm not sure I really feel that sorry for her. And I'm not so necessarily... Uh, what's the word convinced that she actually needed that wheelchair. It wasn't really a wheelchair. It was one of those little buggy um, electronic carts um, that she was sitting on. And I'm not sure she really actually even needed that, but I can promise you she's probably making pretty good damn money just sitting there. Uh, oh, that's another thing. When you're walking up and down the strip, be cautious about taking stuff from people that are trying to hand stuff out like night nightclub um tickets and those kinds of things because it is a ruse in most cases um they are trying to get you to buy other things don't take pictures of the girls uh in their lingerie and all these other things because then they'll try to charge you for taking pictures of them i mean that's how they make their living um is getting photographed with people so if you if they see you taking pictures or videos or anything like that of them, they will try to they will try to try. I don't think you're necessarily obligated to. Um, if you approach them and ask them for a picture, you're going to pay for it. Um, but also, if you're taking pictures of them, uh, they're going to come up to you and they're going to ask you. So just be mindful. Don't take stuff from people off the street unless you're willing to pay for whatever service or whatever um thing that they're trying to accomplish because you will pay for it anyway folks i'm gonna get ready um it's another great day it's beautiful outside like i said we're up on the 30th floor um great view of the entire strip from here i'm staring out my window at the eiffel tower at caesar's palace uh i'm trying to think of what i the hilton grand is right outside the window. Harrah's is right next door. Um, just absolutely gorgeous view. It's a beautiful day. You can see the mountains in the distance. Um, overlooking the executive airport. Uh, really pretty out. And it's just going to be a continuation of a really fun time. So I appreciate y'all listening. And we'll be back with you on Friday. Back in Frederick, Maryland. Probably a good thing, too, because, I mean, we're here for five days, and that's probably enough. Have a great one, guys. Bye. But before I go, and most importantly, because I've already been called out on it because I, you know, started to shut everything down before I got almost murdered here in my room. <laughs> Happy honeymoon to my wife. That's what this, that's, you know, that's really why we took this trip and she was sweet enough to surprise me in our room with our husband and wifey actually hubby and wifey pillowcases from the venetian with flowers and balloons and a nice bottle of rosé 
She's the best. You all haven't, we haven't had her on yet. That's going to happen. Uh, and I think you guys will see that. Uh, how do I put this? Because she is standing like not too far away from me. So I don't want to, I, I am in range of anything being thrown and it's a wide open room. So, you know, there's not many, although I have seen her like throw shit before and I'm not really too concerned that she's going to be able to hit me, but the odds are in her favor because of the openness that she could hit me with whatever she threw. Um, but no, you, you'll see that, I, you know, she's, she's a pretty even match for me as far as like uh quick wit and all that stuff. So, um, but I appreciate her and love her and she's my baby and yeah. So happy honeymoon, baby. And thank you. And we're out of here.